You're listening to Weld Found, a podcast about belonging in an age of social isolation and disconnection. This is our mini-series called We Are Here, about belonging in this isolation. I'm your host, Tim Coons, working at home like many of you, and you can uh, hear the kids frolicking merrily upstairs. This show is made possible by the Weld Community Foundation, who encourages us to spread the good. For more information, go to weldcommunityfoundation.org. Also there, you can donate to aid Weld County nonprofits who are serving those affected during this crisis. It's called the Weld Recovers Fund. You can donate to it at weldcommunityfoundation.org. Along those lines, some friends of mine, Megan and Zach Martinez, they started this online thing worth mentioning. It's a group called 20% Right Here. And they're asking something simple, that we would make a commitment from our stimulus, investing 20% into your community right away, right here, specifically in three ways, local businesses, individuals at risk, and to nonprofits working during this crisis. And this is only, of course, if you can. This is for people who have already a steady income coming in and, uh, and then being able to be intentional with the extra money from the government. So, for example, Bettany and I will be giving to each of those categories uh, when it comes to local businesses. We have a list of favorite restaurants in town, ones we would be really devastated to see close. And we are setting aside money for like a weekly carryout. I mean, call this heroic dining, if you will. <laughs> what a sacrifice on our part, right? We're setting aside money for this. And then Bettany and I know college students, musicians specifically, who are out of work that we're planning on helping out. And then lastly, Bettany and I will be giving money to a nonprofit of our choice. And so we'll be giving to the Weld Recovers Fund because we know that that's a resource that's granting out to all sorts of nonprofits who have seen their services greatly increase during this time. But for you, it could look different. If you're able, would you join that commitment with us? Set aside 20% of your stimulus to go to local businesses, individuals at risk, and nonprofits. I think this will be an incredible way to be intentional with that money. One last thing, I've created a YouTube channel for WeldFound. If this is where you get your audio or share things best this way, uh, check it out and subscribe. Let's start today's show. All sorrows are lessened with bread. The famous Spanish writer Cervantes penned that, and then Rob Walker who contributes to the show today, shared it with me when I told him where we were going in this episode. All sorrows are lessened with bread. The quote reminded me of an old memory, and I recalled being really lonely in my first semester of college. I had moved from Hutchinson, Kansas, all the way to Greeley, Colorado by myself, going to UNC, and I had left a really tight-knit group of friends. Out here, I didn't know anyone. It's actually really hard meeting people without a wingman, if that makes sense. If someone is with you when you're meeting others, it verifies that you're not crazy. <laughs> you do have at least one friend. It immediately signifies you might be trusted. I was going to all my classes, eating in the dining halls, trying to meet people, but completely alone. I would call home or call friends on the weekends. I worked out like twice a day. I was bored and lonely. And then I met Eric. I was in Webking Hall and I saw him hanging out in the lobby. 
and my outgoing self again reached out, just trying to meet new people. I said, hey, you're in a bunch of my music classes. And he was like, yeah, I'm a music major too. And then a pizza delivery guy showed up for him. This is why he was waiting in the lobby. It was around dinner time. And he said, hey, bro, I'm not going to eat this whole thing by myself. You want to split it? And I told him that sounded awesome. Uh, did he want me to pitch in? He said, nah, man, it's all right. We went to Eric's room and shared a pizza. That was the beginning of a 23-year-old friendship. Eric and I continued to hang out through college. We were in each other's weddings. Our wives are now best friends, and we are raising our kids together. We had cocktail hour with them over FaceTime last night. I don't want to overstate this, but I think there's something sacred about breaking bread together, even if that bread is cheap delivery pizza. In just about every culture on earth, eating together is a sign of community, friendship, trust. When you break bread together, you're saying, you're one of us, we are a part of you. Maybe this is a big reason that all sorrows are lessened with bread. It not only signifies sustenance worth celebrating, but also a fellowship around a table that we are all in this together. Today's show is titled Breaking Bread, and it's going to be rich and filling. We present how we are blessed with open grocery stores and food banks during this time, and yet we balance this with some of us having these new, more sedentary lives, and we have to figure out how to remain active. All sorrows are less with bread, and today we explore this quote in that tension. We've got stories to share, gathered from the World Food Bank, a comedy piece from Rob Walker. We hear from KJ Tenza, who put on an old 80s workout from Richard Simmons to do with his kids and wrote about the experience. It's titled, You Sparkled Today. And then we'll end with Lena from I Heart Kickboxing in Greeley, leading an at-home, at-your-work desk workout. The community, commonality, scarcity, and overindulgence of food all on today's show. Welcome, my friends, to Weld Found. Hi, Tim. Well, hello, hello. How's it going? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I bet so. Just pure insanity. <laughs> we begin today with Stephanie Gauch from the Weld Food Bank. She shares with us what's been going on yeah. and some incredible stories yeah. of hope. I'm Stephanie Gauch, and I'm the Chief Development Officer at Weld Food Bank, and that means I oversee the team that does fundraising, marketing, volunteers, all that good stuff. So we have certainly seen a significant increase in need already. Um, we've seen about a 92% increase in folks who have been going through our mobile food pantry and about close to a 40% increase with folks who are getting food boxes and seniors, and, and that's sort of thing coming through the food bank. So we are seeing a lot of need and we are partnering with District 6 um, to give out both our backpacks and do a weekly mobile food pantry with them. And that's We've been serving on average about 400 people or households through that mobile food pantry and giving out about 2,500 backpacks a week so we make sure your children have food over the weekend. Man, you guys are heroes. I appreciate it. That's so good. <laughs> That's so good. And, and so, um, so that 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 gives us a great framework now when it comes to um, stories and and things that have um, like inspired you here in the last um, couple weeks with Food Bank. Um, can you share anything right. like that? 
Absolutely. So I think a lot of times I'm stuck in the building or I'm out speaking to donors, and so I don't necessarily get a lot of client contact. But since we are all hands on deck now, I'm out there handing out food to clients, directing traffic, going to mobile food pantries. And I had an experience last um, week when we were distributing food um, with District 6, and I was talking to a mother who um, told me she had two children that needed food and then just broke down in tears. <laughs> I might cry again. I cried with her um, because she said she had a newborn baby and she was so concerned about, you know, A, the baby's health, but also she had lost her job. She worked in the service industry. And how was she going to feed her children? And she said that she was skipping most meals. She was trying to eat once a day so that her children could have more food. And that that's really when she started to cry when she said, you know, I'm breastfeeding and I'm not sure I'm going to have enough nutrition to be able to continue that. And then how will I be able to feed my baby? And as a mother of two little kids, I just, you know, I, I felt for her and it was such a scary time and no mother should be scared of whether or not they're going to be able to feed their infant. and and how they're gonna feed their other children and to have to go down to one meal a day to make sure that they have food in their home. So, you know, she was so incredibly grateful and everybody I've met that, that we've served have been so incredibly grateful. You know, we have we have a lot of volunteers that typically come in um, on a you know a couple times a week or something like that, and we've seen most of those volunteers need to stay home because they tend to be retired and in a higher risk group. And so we have put out a call to the community, and I, you know, it's just amazing. Wealth County is amazing. We're having. Of course, in shifts, we're having, you know, 60 to 90 volunteers in every day that are helping us package that food so we can put it in trunks. And, you know, there are people who have never been in here before who just want to give back. And um, I, that support has been overwhelming and is so critical to us right now. I got a note in the mail uh, just yesterday from an 82-year-old woman who apologized because she said she couldn't couldn't give us more than the amount that she gave us and she is a client of ours and she uses our mobile food pantry but she said you know when i think about kids that need to be fed my problems are so small she said her husband had passed away four months ago and she still needs help you know she's 82 she has health problems but She's so appreciative of getting food from our mobile food pantry and just wants to make sure, you know, that she can help in whatever way she can. And so, you know, folks that send in $5 and a note like that just touch your heart because the whole community is supporting our work and, and wanting to make sure nobody goes without. We had a, another letter come through with a check the other day. And it was an older couple who had been at the grocery store and somebody in line anonymously paid for all their groceries. So they sent in a check for the amount of money that they would have paid for their groceries because they wanted to pay that forward. And, you know, it's just really touching that people are thinking about their neighbors right now. And um, even people who aren't in a great financial situation are still thinking maybe, you know, I can give a little and help somebody else out. And 
I'll tell you, every dollar counts. Every dollar provides four meals. So all those little donations are really important. And, you know, sometimes those small donations are a, a bigger gift or a more meaningful gift to those folks than people who can give at a much larger amount. Just seeing that community support on all of those levels and how much people care about each other and their neighbors is inspiring and, and quite frankly, keeps our staff going in a time that's stressful and everybody's taking on additional work. And, um, and so that's what, that's what keeps us going. You can donate to or sign up to volunteer at the Weld Food Bank at weldfoodbank.org. Huge thanks to Stephanie and the volunteers there. They are putting themselves at risk to get people the food they need during this trying time. Thank you. Can you guys hear me okay? I'm trying some different mic placement things. We are leaving the food bank and now heading online Good to hear some great. comedy. Super duper. Rob Walker has been going live on Instagram Mondays at 5 p.m. He's telling jokes and reading stories he's written. I recorded him during this last live stream so we can feel like we're in the moment with him. Here's Rob Walker. And when he starts his story, we went ahead and asked our friend Daniel Wakefield to score this part. I want to thank you guys all for tuning in. Um, I really appreciate it. I don't know how long I'm going to be keeping, uh, how long I'm going to continue doing this. Uh, but for right now, it's kind of fun to see uh, not just you guys show up for my stuff, but I've been showing up for a lot of other people's um, live streams as well, something I never really did before. Um, and it's kind of cool to, to, to feel that connection. Um, kind of like appointment television. And um, yeah, and that's great. Thanks again for attending. I really appreciate it. The next piece you guys probably have been familiar with because uh, it came out just recently. Um, so I I am a contributing writer to The Hard Times. Uh, the Hard Times is like the onion, but for punk rock news. Um, I'm very lucky to be a part of the writer's room. Uh, tons of talented people in there. I'm constantly humbled. Uh, and then this one I pitched... Uh, because they were looking for coronavirus headlines. <laughs> Everyone's looking for coronavirus headlines. Um, and I pitched it, and I was like, ha-ha, that's funny, but I didn't expect it to go anywhere. And then one of the editors, Chrissy Howard, came at me and was like, this is a go. I really like this. You should you should write this up. What, you know, what do you think this looks like? Um, so I wrote the piece, sent it back to her. She had a few punch-ups. Some other people had punch-ups as well. Um, so I get credit for the piece that mostly is mine. There's a few jokes in there that I can't take credit for, but we'll get credit anyway. Um, but as I was telling a friend, Tim Coons today, uh, the hard time staff does a really good job at making all the writers look really good. So I, I am, um, very humbled to benefit from that anyway. So this is the piece, uh, Guy Fieri stuck in Flavortown until quarantine lifted. Dateline, Flavortown. Celebrity chef and TV personality Guy Fieri was placed under unexpected quarantine due to the coronavirus after arriving in Flavortown this week, bomb-ass sources reported Friday. I was expecting yet another tasty trip down the highways of America, said a dazed and malnourished Fieri. I love Flavortown. They've given me the key to the city like three times. But being stuck here is kind of miserable. All I want is a glass of water and people in straw cowboy hats keep giving me spicy Bloody Marys and bond me taquito platters. And it doesn't look like anyone is running out of supplies anytime soon. It's almost worrisome. 
Flavortown ambassador and owner of Doug's Deep Fried Pasta, Doug Slamma, was disappointed by Fieri's bummerino attitude during the already difficult time. Listen, I realize not everyone can hang with the Flavortown lifestyle. Some folks just want to stop by for a drink and some lava sausage poppers. But I expected more a guy, Slamis said. Do you know about the key three keys to the city that we gave him? That's not nothing. He should be able to get down and turn the frown upside down until the sitch gets resolved. Instead, he's whining about how he wants a salad without nachos on it or whatever. Most of us don't even know what he's talking about. Most residents are taking the situation in stride, however, and Flavortown Mayor Blast Chiplark emphasized that the situation was well under control as the CDC monitors the area. The citizens of Flavortown understand that we have to make sacrifices, just like our residents made in World War II, which is why we're implementing a strict three margarita limit to maintain supplies, said Chiplark, pulling his mayoral gold chain that reads Freaky Tzatziki out of his flower print shirt. Back then, folks just had to ration their Dorito panko breading and Abeltini mix for the good of the war effort. There's no timeline for when Flavortown residents can leave the colorful and explosively delicious city limits, so we all have to make sacrifices. Know what I mean, Jelly Bean? At press time, Flavortown residents were leading a shrimp cocktail parade down Main Street while Fieri was spotted outside Mama Maddie's hot sauce hut, begging residents for a vegetable that hadn't been soaked in alcohol or nacho cheese. Thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. I hope you're all taking care of yourselves, washing your hands, and I hope you guys are eating right and taking care of yourselves and checking in on your neighbors if you can. Uh, we're going to get through this. This is going to be... It's hard now, but we're going to get through this. Thanks again for tuning in. You guys take care. You can find more of Rob's work as he writes both comedy and horror at robwalkerfilms.com. A friend of mine, KJ Tinsa, wrote this next piece. He posted it online as a blog post, and after I read it, I called him up to record him reading it for us. He gives a really great emotional performance. You can hear it even over the phone. This piece gets into not just keeping ourselves active during this time, but also our whole families. Uh, I am KJ Tenza. I'm pastor at Christ Community Church in Greeley. I'm a professional hunter and beekeeper. And this is my piece. We are all in different life stages, geographic areas and work cultures. So let's practice extending grace to those who are in spaces we fully don't understand. With this said, my space includes working from home, homeschooling, and the reality that we all feel like we are physically growing bigger. I saw a friend post a joke the other day comparing the COVID-19 to freshman 15. The amount of people who, re who resonated with this was staggering, and it was also hilarious. With our gyms and regular routines shut down, our exercise world has been forced to morph, like most of us, to an online culture. I was on my phone looking for an app to guide my family through some sort of exercise routine. I went to Facebook and I saw many of my CrossFit friends posting videos of workout plans their gyms have posted. I scoped out Instagram and I got really depressed when I saw all the perfect people promoting exactly what they are doing to keep looking amazing and perfect. Trying to build a workout culture for your kids is different. It makes you think not only about achieving body goals, but also heart goals. 
coming to this point made me think of my grandma. My grandma, she was a smoker and a really dedicated one at that. She got lung cancer twice and still found a way to sneak cigarettes behind everyone's back. She was married to a World War II vet, and she loved playing bingo. We ate crab legs together at Red Lobster almost daily during the summers. I would crack the shells, clean them, and she would eat them, all of them. She loved the biscuits and the fact that they were all you can eat. Before leaving, she would ask the staff for extra, and she would put them inside of her purse for some other time. My grandma was magical, fun, and most of the time, pretty unhealthy. Recalling childhood, I often remember the long, warm summers with my grandparents. I have told stories about the abundance of food, the Cleveland Indians baseball games, and the countless hours of playing poker with the John Wayne movie playing in the background. My grandparents have since been buried, and the magic of their Lives twinkle in the times when there are sparks of inspiration and creativity. Going through all the apps on Facebook and Instagram photos, I remembered something that my grandma said. I was probably eight or, or seven, and she said, when you need to feel good about yourself, go to Richard Simmons. She might have only said that a single time, but it was stored somewhere deep inside my vault of memories. A sweet, obscure memory came back of my grandma and I dancing to a Simmons VHS tape and, and giggling as he called us beautiful. That was it. My grandma did it again. She's magic. That memory put me in a different headspace. I put my phone down and I gathered, gathered the kids and I found a video on YouTube. There he was, Richard Simmons. As my kids and I stood in front of the TV, dancing and laughing and sweating, I was blown away by how much my heart and the heart of my kids needed a voice of hope, encouragement, and vibrancy. We have forgotten this. I show them first the funny part, the silly part, the laughing part, the crazy part, and then the really, really deep part of where I'm talking from. This is my heart for these people because I've been through everything they've been through. A quote by Simmons. It was funny at first. It was funny how Simmons called everyone beautiful, how he said, that, that everyone was fantastic and lovely and sparkling. It was funny how he sang encouraging songs and how he called out how good everyone's doing. But then he got to the end and he stood completely still and he stared at the camera and he pointed his finger as if he was staring directly at you. And he paused and he said, you sparkle today. At that moment, the kids and I looked at each other as if all of us had just encountered a deep truth about our humanity, and we really, really needed to hear it. I know, I know this sounds cheesy, but I haven't been able to shake it. The phrase that I keep thinking about is, we live in a hard-bodied culture, and we are dying for Richard Simmons.
When it comes down to it, it isn't about us exercising or being in shape or attaining our goals. When someone breaks down as they're being encouraged by Simmons, it speaks to the state of their heart. In the midst of COVID-19 and all the different areas that the people find themselves in, it's becoming more and more clear that we do in fact share a similar heartbeat. It's a heartbeat that needs love, hope, encouragement, grace, poetry, beauty, fun, adventure, and purpose. I believe that this isn't the time for us to spend our time trying to find our perfect bodies. However, I do believe that now is the time for us to reclaim and find our long lost hearts. Since we are all in different stages and geographic areas and, and cultures, may we see this as a profound time to practice extending grace to those who are in different spaces we don't fully understand. May we offer encouragement, prayers, vibrancy, and hope. Let us leave our old ways of criticism, perfectionism, and judgment behind as we look to each other, point each other. Oh. Let us leave our old ways of criticism, perfectionism, and judgment behind as we look at one another in the eyes, point and say, you sparkled today. Thanks to KJ Tinza, pastor of hospitality at Christ Community Church in Greeley for sharing that piece. We're calling this episode Breaking Bread, but also meant that title to allude to breaking from bread. I myself have four kids and like KJ, we've been looking into how to keep moving this time as well alongside tending to our hearts. I made a joke with some friends about how it's been hard to stay active this month. When I go to a workout place, I am basically paying someone to be my will, to increase my willpower, right? If we had the willpower to do this on our own, there wouldn't be a multi-million dollar workout industry. I pay someone to tell me to do burpees, for someone to encourage me that I can finish this set, and then also someone to remind me why I'm doing this. We all have different reasons for working out. Mine has never really been beauty. It's more health and energy. Having this big family, I want to make sure I'm not exhausted and cranky and miserable by the end of the day. And I found a local workout place that I love. I've been going to this gym for over a year and a half now. It's called I Heart Kickboxing. The coaches there are so good and invested. If I'm being honest, it makes me smile and laugh a little bit when workout trainers start giving the motivational speak. I think you know what I'm talking about. And that's just my personality type. But it also motivates me. And the coaches at iHeart Kickboxing are dedicated and they do a great job at, at creating community. And then I also get to hit things. It's the perfect workout for me. I asked Lena, the manager of iHeart Kickboxing, to put together an at-home, at-your-desk, 10-minute workout for us. And she kindly did. So we end today's show with this opportunity to move. And I've got local music from bands, The Burrows and Trash Cat, to help keep us grooving. If you need to pause and put on something you can move around in, we will be here when you get back. 
What's up, guys? My name is Lena, and I am the manager and one of the lead instructors over at the I Love Kickboxing fitness-based boxing studio in Greeley, Colorado. I am so honored to be here with you guys today, and I am going to be leading you through a short mini workout that you can do in the comfort of your own home. No equipment is needed. That's maybe going to lift your spirits a little bit, get you moving, get your blood pumping, and hopefully just kind of change your mentality for the day to be really positive. All right. So like I said, find some space in your home, at your desk, on the couch, you really no need, do not need more than three feet on each side of you. And let's get this show on the road. I want you guys to come to standing, bring both of your feet underneath your hips. Nice, sturdy posture here. Okay. When I say go, I want you to bring your knees up as high as your hips and bring your arms with you and give me a nice, good marching type of workout. Ready, set, let's go. All right, so we're bringing our knees up to our hips. I want you to squeeze your belly nice and tight. Almost think as if there's a little toddler poking you in the belly button and you've got to tighten up those ab muscles so that it doesn't hurt when that guy is poking your belly. Good. Now, as we do this, I want you to try to flex your toes as you bring your knee up. What does it mean to flex your toes? Pull your toes up towards the ceiling and then land lightly back on your feet, okay? We are not being loud here. I want you to think that you are marching through a library, so you have to be really quiet and really soft on your feet. Good, guys. From here, we have about 10 seconds left. I want y'all to go straight into jumping jacks. Now, we're all familiar with jumping jacks, so you can either step or get a little jump and a hop in there. Ready? Three, two, jumping jacks. Now, from here, I really want you to create big movement, okay? Almost act as if you are bringing your hands up and giving yourself a high five up at the top, saying, good job, I'm getting my booty up off the couch, and I'm doing something good. Now, I don't know if you guys can hear me breathing, but I am doing this right along with you, so no need to worry. I feel how you feel. Beautiful stuff here. You have about 10 seconds left. When I say go, bring your feet to a halt and step your feet out wider than your hips. Three, two, one. Now, I want you to bring your feet out two inches wider than your hips. Point your toes slightly to the angle and we're gonna go into a squat. I want you to think that you're sitting back down deep into the couch, but that couch is on fire, so I'm gonna squeeze and press my glutes up away from it. Ready? Join me when you're ready. Bringing my bottom low, squeezing and pressing my hips forward. Keep your weight in your heels. Beautiful. My shoulders are down, my chest is lifted. Now to give you a little bit more of a cue, I want you to think that you are on the couch. It's on fire. Bring your bottom up quickly, but don't drop your chest. We still want to be able to see what's going on on the TV set. Nice, you guys. You have about 10 seconds here. Make sure that you're exhaling as you come up and squeeze your hips. Inhaling as you drop your hips down. Beautiful stuff. For three, two, I want you to come back to those marching high knees. Now, we've been here before, 
So add your arms into it, okay? I always like to think my arms are as strong as my grandma's arms when I used to take her to walk through the malls. Yes, that's right. I used to take my grandma once a week into the mall and she would walk around that thing with pure guts and glory and I could hardly keep up. So bring those arms, roll your shoulders back and let's march, ladies and gentlemen. You have about 10 seconds here. Keep breathing. Inhale through your nose, exhaling out your mouth. Good, now when I say go, I want you to act like you're holding a jump rope in your hands. Give me nice little baby hops. Jump rope in three, two, good. Now, we've all done a jump rope before, and if you haven't, that's okay. We don't have a real one, so you know you can't hit yourself and get that bad stinging sensation as I always remember. So give me some nice good movements. You don't have to hop up very high. If you want, maybe only on your left leg, we're hopping that jump rope. Nice, you guys. If you're on one leg, switch to the other right leg, hopping that jump rope. Keep your arms and your biceps nice and strong. Our upper body is getting just as much of a workout here. We have less than 10 seconds left. Maybe try to get some air. If you used to double dutch, maybe do some double dutch skills. Good guys, when I say go, come to a nice little step touch movement. Three, two, nice little step touch movement. I'm gonna explain our next exercise to you guys, but I don't want you to come to a halt. We've gotten our heart rate to rise higher than it was before we started, and we don't want it to dissipate. We want it to stay nice and strong. Now when I say go, I want you to reach your arms up overhead, inhale. Exhale, bring your arms down to the ground, and then I want you to walk your hands out until you're in a plank position. You are up on your toes, my hands are under my shoulders. From there, I'm gonna exhale and walk my hands back in towards my toes and do that motion all over again. Are we ready? Three, two, inhale, reaching my arms up over my head. Exhaling, bringing them down. Now crawl your hands out in front of you to where you're at a plank position, nice and horizontal. From there, use your strong upper body strength to walk your hands back towards your feet, reach up towards the ceiling, give yourself a high five for a good job, and then keep doing that motion, you guys. I want you to stay here and keep doing going at it. Now, if you're listening and you are a fitness enthusiast, once you hit that high plank position, I want you to give me a push-up. Inhale on the way down, exhale on the way up. If we are getting into push-ups and that is something that we're working on, don't be afraid to drop to your knees, okay? We really just want to make sure that we are making our bodies feel good, feel present. Good guys, you have about 15 seconds left. Maybe pick up the pace as to which your hands are crawling out onto the floor, okay? The quicker you crawl your hands out and back in, the more you're gonna feel this in your abs. Nice guys, when I say go, meet me in that nice step touch position one more time. Three, two, I'm up on my feet, step touch, step touch. If you wanna amp this up a little bit, you could give me some nice quick feet, quick feet, good. Almost like it's football season. Nice stuff, you guys. Now from here, we're gonna go back to those high knees, but instead of marching, I want you to give me a little bit of a jump. What I mean by that is only one knee is up, and as soon as that foot touches the ground, the other knee goes straight up into my chest. Ready? Three. Two, nice quick movement here. 
good. A little bit of a quicker pace than a marching high knee. Now, if we're not a jumper or this is harsh on our joints, continue to march those high knees, but I want you to be proud, confident. If you are jumping your high knees, light on your feet again. I live on the third floor in an apartment building. I don't wanna have angry neighbors underneath me. You only have 10 seconds here. Keep it up. When I say go, easy transition, jumping jacks. Three, two, jumping jacks. Good, you guys, keep at it. Like I said, you can step touch your feet out or give me that nice little jump high five yourself at the top you are almost done with this workout I hope that your heart rate is rising if it's starting to get hard if you are starting to get sweaty do not stop do not slow down this is actually a good thing your body is reacting and responding in a beautiful way five seconds we go to jump rope three two jump rope jump rope now I don't know about you but I wasn't ever super good at jump rope. So doing this without one definitely boosts my confidence. Good, you guys, like I said, let's go on that left leg, one-legged jump rope if you'd like, left leg only. Now this is a little bit harder. It's gonna make you go a little bit slower. So I want you to power up off of that leg. Three seconds, two seconds, other leg. Now I'm on my right leg. Good, guys, landing softly always keeping a small bend in my knee so that the impact is not on my bone, but on my muscle. Impact on the muscle is fine. It helps it grow. Good guys, less than 10 seconds. Can you meet me back? Both feet are jump roping now. This is where we finish. You are almost done. Can you maybe jump a little bit higher? If you know how to do a double jump rope, do it. Yes, you can, you guys. You have 10 seconds. Are you breathing? I hope so. I need to remind myself that too. Are you ready? Three, two. Oh my goodness. Join me in that nice little step touch. We don't want to completely stop our heart rate. We want it to slowly create that nice curve down. Good guys. Well, this was a beautiful and awesome experience to have. I hope that you joined me in this workout. And I hope that during these tumultuous times, you're remembering that we still need to take care of ourselves even though it might seem like the hardest thing to do in your last priority, I want you to take some time out of your day, five to 10 minutes even, and just be okay with being selfish and doing something that makes you happy. We all need to rest and recharge, even during these times of being at home consistently. Resting and recharging is something that's really important for our bodies, but also for our minds. I hope that this helped to elevate your mood. I hope it brought a smile to your face. And you guys, I look forward to doing this again with you soon. Shout out to Tim Coons. He is an awesome kickboxer. And it is always a pleasure to see you in the studio. You've done great work with this podcast. Thanks for featuring me. And I will talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Thank you to Lena from I Love Kickboxing. My wife wanted me to mention that they did not pay me to do that segment. I genuinely just wanted to share something from them for this episode. Thanks to Dave Farrell from Ames Community College for help with sound engineering and to the Weld Community Foundation. To donate to the Weld Recovers Fund, head to weldcommunityfoundation.org. Thank you to KJ Tenza for his reading, Rob Walker for his comedy, and Daniel Wakefield for the scoring of the Instagram live recording. 
Thanks to Stephanie Gauch at the World Food Bank for her time sharing about what the Food Bank has been up to. This has been part two of our special series, We Are Here, about belonging in this isolation. Find us online and subscribe. And please give us a good rating if you could, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening to Weld Found.